Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke to start the podcast off with. What do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a pool? I've heard this one before. A buoy? Boy? Bob. Oh. <laughs> I think the buoy was like in the ocean or something. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Okay, so I have, um, I kind of went in a different direction this week because I talked about Elisa Lamb last week and I just wanted to kind of get away from the histories greatest mysteries for mm-hmm. a week so i did funniest notes ever written by bitter neighbors okay um so first one whoever has my package that delivered wednesday april 23rd i hope you are enjoying my athletic supporter it's to protect your balls which obviously you have none <laughs> oh that reminds me did you see that post i did today on facebook i don't think so it's the ghosts and the one ghost says to the other, your orbs are showing. Oh my god, yes! I was like, I will never look at an orb the same. It's ghost balls. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I'd laugh so hard in my life when I saw that. <laughs> now every ghost show we watch. Oh my gosh. Ghost balls. <laughs> Dude, your balls are showing. <laughs> Cover that shit up. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> what about the clips where you see like a ton? <laughs> that's what our cats have been staring at. Oh my god, they're traumatized. Poor kitties. <laughs> oh my god okay next one (laughs) if i catch you leaving your dog shit on my lawn i will pick it up with my bare hands and slap it on the back of your head (laughs) that's just gross i know okay next one hey neighbor you might want to consider getting your squeaky ghetto ass bed frame fixed i can only suggest this because i know i'd be embarrassed if i knew my neighbors could tell i couldn't even last 60 seconds (laughs) happy new year (laughs) oh if you guys hear a guest we've got my friend angela in the background here Okay, next one. We have video. We know where you live. If you don't pick up after your dog, we'll send our grandson to poop on your lawn. (laughs) I wonder if the grandson has a say in that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe he doesn't want to. And how old is this grandson? Because um, (laughs) someone could get arrested. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, to the person who stopped the washer in the middle of my wash cycle and took my clothes out just to wash yours... Yeah, you're an asshole. Unfortunately for you, so am I. You can find your wet clothes frozen outside in the snow. Any problems, come see me in 301. (laughs) It's fucking great. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) 
Dear neighbors, I apologize for any loud commotion occurring tonight and every night for the next three to four weeks. I also apologize for my wide vocab of slurs and profanities. You see, I recently acquired the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. No need to call the cops again. Sincerely, your next door neighbor. P.S. Invest in some earplugs. <laughs> Um, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but quit blocking our driveway, asshat. <laughs> I can attest to that. Uh, hello. We hope your exorcism was successful last night. We do ask, as a courtesy to us and other neighbors on this floor, that you limit expelling demons to Friday and Saturday nights. Thank you in advance. <laughs> I want to know what those people were doing. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> This one would be embarrassing. Please stop fighting. Everyone can hear you. Everyone knows your personal business, and I am embarrassed for you. Some of us need to work in the morning and cannot listen to you bicker every night. So please stop arguing. Keep it down. Go fight in your car or break up already. Love the building. <laughs> uh, next one. Old lady. If I catch you in the act of putting your dog's crap in our cans, I will cut off your head and bolt it to the hood of my car. Ooh, damn. Old lady, better watch out. Next one. Dear whoever stole my Amazon package, I understand your need for 30 rolls of toilet paper considering you're a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. To whoever that keeps breaking into my truck when I catch you I'm going to chop off both of your hands beat your face in with them then shove them up your ass can't wait to see you <laughs> next one Ohio Avenue neighbors I put a cute love note on what I thought was my wife's car last night we figured out today that in my tired state I had put this note on the wrong car if this car happened to be yours I apologize for the confusion I am not in love with you sorry <laughs> <laughs> to the person who stole my four-year-old granddaughter's paddling pool, I hope you drown in it. Uh oh Nice. Hello, just thought you might like to know that I think your pet's pet elephant has been bowling while you're out. I'm concerned only for their safety. Bowling can be dangerous. Downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just loud. Oh Next one. Hey, please do not leave your stuff in the dryer forever. In the time I waited to see if you would move your stuff, I started a career, got married, started a family, moved to the country, became a grandfather, and retired, all in the nude because I couldn't dry my clothes. So I decided to move your stuff. Sorry, I don't know how to fold sheets, but I tried. <laughs> Folding sheets sucks. Oh my god, I know. I just like roll it up and I go know. on my way. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit what this looks like. <laughs> Next one. Your bass speakers are amazing. <laughs> Dear neighbor, your car's sound system is amazing. It is so loud and the bass is so rocking that it actually shakes all of the apartment buildings in the complex. Awesome. This is exceptionally rad when you pull up at 3.30 in the morning and wake the entire community. Wicked awesome! <laughs> we are all very impressed with your super cool sound system. Don't even think about turning it down when you pull up to buildings you share with hundreds of other people. Your envious neighbors. <laughs> and my last one. 
Please do not drop your cigarette butts on the ground. The cat crawls out at night to smoke them, and we're trying to get him to quit. <laughs> Bad kitty. I know. Dang, smoker. All right. That was my quick beginning for the for the beginning. Okay. Are you done? <coughs> yeah. Okay. So this week I did Ghosts of Colorado. Ooh. Okay, so my first one is Hotel Tetro. Okay. I don't know. Denver. Hotel Tetro. T-E-A-T-R-O. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Hotel Tetro occupies what was once the old Denver tramway building built back in 1911. In 1997, the old building was transformed into a luxurious boutique hotel. It was during these renovations that the first reports of paranormal activity began to surface. The construction crews working on the new hotel started to experience a variety of strange things, including disembodied voices. The most commonly cited spirit at the Hotel Tetro is a mechanic who was seen walking the halls carrying his tools, earning him the nickname the Tool Man. It is believed that he is one of the mechanics who worked on the rail cars in the basement while the tramway was still in operation. He apparently died on the job in an accident and is now tied to the building in death. Hmm. Again, I wonder if that's residual, where he is... That's it. Yeah, he's doing the same actions yeah. over and over. I hope he's not working in the afterlife. Yeah. That would that suck. Would totally suck. <laughs> Unless he liked it, I guess. Yeah, I, no. Nobody likes that. Well... <laughs> Uh, the Oxford Hotel the Oxford Hotel in Denver was built in 1891 at the height of the silver boom it was designed by the same man responsible for the Brown Palace Hotel which we will look at later no we won't I don't (laughs) think so oh yes we do (laughs) all right Um, in the 1930s it had an art deco makeover and it remains the oldest hotel in in Denver One of the ghosts said to haunt the hotel is a male postal worker who often drops in and orders a drink. There's also a tragic haunting link to room 320, where a young woman was allegedly murdered by her husband after he caught her there with her lover. She is believed to have been captured in photographs in that particular room. Mm, That's crazy. Uh, Imperial Hotel. The Imperial Hotel in Cripple Creek is apparently haunted by its former owner, a Mr. George Long. History states that he met his untimely death when he plummeted down a flight of stairs under some fairly suspicious circumstances. These days, an apparition matching his description can be seen trying to grope female ghosts or else just sitting there playing the slot machines. What? That's how you spend the afterlife. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Dirty old man. Hotel Colorado. Over the years, there have been many reports of paranormal activity at the Hotel Colorado in Glenwood Springs. Most of the strange occurrences happen between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. The elevators have a habit of moving between floors by themselves, and there is often a strong smell of cigar smoke with no explanation as to why it is there. The Devereaux Dining Room is where many people have smelled perfume and heard the sounds of dishes being moved around. Many guests and also some of the employees have reported seeing a young girl in Victorian-style clothing and playing with a ball. Finally, and perhaps most chilling of all, 
Guests often report disembodied screaming, which has been attributed to a chambermaid who was murdered in the hotel while involved in a love triangle. Overall, it seems to be the third floor that serves as a focal point for the paranormal activity. Hotel Jerome. Some locals refer to Aspen's Hotel Jerome by another name entirely, the Bad Luck Hotel. This is because of the unusually high volume of deaths and other tragedies that seem to have befallen this hotel. A number of guests throughout the hotel's history have checked in and never managed to check out. There have been drownings, accidental deaths, and murders in the hotel, and most of the spirits are still roaming the halls, even pitching in with some of the chores. One drowning victim can even be seen swimming in the pool on occasion. Hmm. That is so creepy. I love it. So I wonder if they actually see them swimming, or if they it just looks like someone's... Like oh my god I don't know someone I don't moving know. around in the water I don't know that would be even creepier that I think, definitely would be creepier oh my gosh that's crazy like that. <laughs> uh, Brown Palace Hotel the Brown Palace Hotel is the second oldest operational hotel in Denver so it is no great surprise that it is also famous for being haunted. Since the hotel opened its doors for the first time back in 1892, it has never been closed even a single day. Up until 1985, several people took up permanent residence in the apartments on the upper floor, and one of those residents has become the hotel's most famous ghost story. The lady, named Louise Crawford Hill, was an influential part of Denver's society, and she spent 15 years living in the Brown Palace Hotel. However, her life also knew great sadness, and shortly after historic tours became being offered at the hotel, during which some of her stories were told. It is believed her spirit became upset and started to cause strange disturbances. The front desk began receiving calls from her room despite there being no telephone line present. Oh, no. Guests also reported strange noises and disembodied voices. Other ghosts said to haunt the hotel include those involved in one of Denver's most high-profile murders which took place at the hotel in 1911. Frank Henwood murdered Tony Von Full and an innocent bystander, George Copeland, over their love of one Isabel Springer, wife of a local politician. Oh my gosh. Uh, hand Hotel Bed and Breakfast. Hand. Hand. That's weird. <laughs> I wonder oh it's a last name oh okay that makes sense okay if you are in search of haunted accommodation in Colorado then you cannot go wrong with the hand hotel bed and breakfast in fair play the hotel has 11 rooms and each one of them has its own ghost story to tell this is a regular spot for paranormal investigators and apparently the level of activity is off the charts there's a mix of benevolent and malevolent spirits residing in this particular property, with the stories ranging from a pair of mischievous twin girls hanging out in the kitchens to a demonic dog terrorizing the basement. Holy shit. One of the most common sightings is Grandma Hand, who haunts the room named for her. <laughs> Guests know that Grandma is home when her chair starts to rock back and forth no. all by itself. No. Oh my God, Grandma Hand. <laughs> And then my last one is the Stanley Hotel. Oh, shit. I forgot. 
Yeah, I forgot that was in Colorado. Not only is the Stanley Hotel one of the most haunted hotels in Colorado, but it is quite possibly one of the most infamous hotels in the entire world. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, to put it simply, this is the inspiration for the Overlook Hotel in Stephen King's creepy novel, The Shining. The most commonly reported spirits at the hotel are former owner F.O. Stanley and his wife Flora. Flora is often seen or heard playing the piano in the ballroom, which was a gift to her from her husband. There are also many child ghosts said to be haunting the hotel. Lights going on and off, phantom footsteps, and disembodied voices are all common occurrences. Rooms 407 and 418 are particular hotspots. Why would there be so many ghost children there? I don't oh. understand that. Unless it was like um, a plague that hit that. Oh yeah, maybe they all turned sick. Very interesting. So they probably used it for tuberculosis. So right. Yeah. Hospital. That's what everything was. Yeah. At one point or another, it's it seems crazy. like. Crazy. Oh my gosh. That's oh. Did you have a story that you wanted to tell? Yeah. What? Um. Yeah. Because I see it over and over and over again on the internet, um, and I don't know where it was, but tell me if you've heard of it. There was a hotel room where security was called. I know exactly. What you're talking they were about. called. This is it's the most chilling story I've ever seen. They were called up to this room because they heard screaming, um, a lot of like motion, like mm-hmm. things being torn up and just crying and stuff like that. So the security, the people downstairs, told security, "Don't go in until the police get here." Well, he went in. And you could see a huge, is it apparition? But it's yeah, an actual. It was a body coming out of the room. Yeah, the lights flicker. Yeah, and yeah. everything was torn to pieces. Yeah, yeah. that awesome. was like the most real thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and the um, the security video, you can hear yes the screaming and. A lot of people have... Doesn't he walk, like, go in and he then he runs out yeah. and then he co- goes back in? Yeah, yeah because the shower... Yeah, the shower was running yeah. and, like, all the furniture was upside down, basically. Yeah. And yeah. there was nobody in there. And yeah. and you see the figure yep. yeah. coming Clearly. out. Yeah. Lights flicker. and yeah, they. I saw an interview with that security guard and he... Oh. Yeah, he was like, that is the most terrifying thing I've ever walked into. But... And I've heard that it was fake, too. So Yeah, you can't believe pretty much anything right. on the internet. Exactly. You, you have no idea what... You can do anything on a computer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I really like old stuff that there's proof of yeah. it. Because the, a lot of people didn't do stuff like that. You know, when there wasn't the technology to do it, it was pretty credible. You know, but again... It was shitty technology, and you could fake stuff, and you know. Although that that show Paranormal caught on camera, yeah, I love that. Show. Oh my god, that is the best. Oh my god, look awesome. it up. Where is it? It's cable? it's on yeah. the Travel Channel. Is okay. it Travel? Yeah, yeah. Paranormal caught on camera. We can look up on demand. Okay. Like, it's it's these pe- you know people have cameras on them twenty four seven. And so they're catching all this stuff. Well, that's what I do because I I don't a lot of it I don't think is fake. Uh, well, 
Yeah, a lot of it is, it's, that is the show, the show that has scared me. Yeah. The first show that scared me in a long time. Yeah. Because you can't tell if it's fake or not. And I mean, some things you're like, eh, it could be this, it could be that. Yeah. But yeah, some of the, some of that that shit is scary. I think it was Russia. Mm-hmm. With the Bigfoot going? Yes. Oh, my God. It's so fucking scary. And they're just driving down the road. I know. And they I happen to the, catch this I think thing. it's the reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that one, there was no reactions at all because... Well, they, they were like... They were what driving. was that? Wasn't it... Was it in front of them or behind them? I think it was in front of them. If it's the one that I'm thinking of that you're talking about. It was snow. It was snow and it was yeah. a, it was white. Yeah. Yeah. It was in front of them. Okay. And th- yeah, they're just driving and, and they see this thing and they were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. You know? And they're just like, whatever. And I don't know. They just, it just seems more real to yeah, me. Yeah. Definitely. a lot of the other shows. Yeah. Definitely the, the reactions. That's usually what I, what I take out of things is the people's reactions reaction yeah it, their reaction is priceless yeah you know yeah so but then again you know if they're really putting in a lot of true. effort into mm-hmm. That's it true. you know yeah. and they're you know people people are good actors sometimes yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so as this is actually a great segue because i did um skeptics mm. and they shared the experience that changed their mind oh cool um so my first one I worked at a public pool at night. I would work alone after hours cleaning the building in the pool. One night after 2 a.m., I was cleaning the changing rooms, and the pool had been closed for four hours at this time. So suddenly, I hear the sound of a child's laughter and bare feet running across the pool deck. I go out to scan the area, and there's no one in sight. The doors are all closed and locked. There is nowhere a kid could be hiding. There were no wet footprints on the pool deck which that would have been creepy Mm -hmm. i rechecked the doors and the security monitors i'm the only person in the building it was unsettling yeah feet wet feet and laughter is a very distinct absolutely yeah especially if you work at a pool i don't think there's anything else that sounds like that yeah not exactly no no how would they how would the ghost be able to do that to make that distinctive I think once again it's the um what's that kind residual? of residual? Yes. It's the residual where Right. And it's well, the noise, the action, the Yeah, that same thing over and over yeah. and over. It's the energy it, yeah. that's replaying. It's the it's the Okay. What do they say? It's a like a recording. Yeah. It, yeah, a recording in time. Over and over. Yeah. I didn't I never knew that. Yeah. So there's yeah, it's very it's very different. A residual haunting and a in uh what is it called? Intelligent haunting. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 different things. And then you got poltergeists and yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff. Um but yeah, I also heard of where ghosts will for instance whisper in one person's ear where nobody else can hear it where it's been caught like they say that they hear it mm-hmm. and nobody else's camera catches it but the person who heard it their camera would catch it yeah so if a ghost wants you to hear my like you're gonna hear my footsteps on this floor they can do that i would think that's crazy yeah so maybe that's that, so creepy though like you said though along with the the laughing yeah the giggling of, Ooh, got chills yeah at four o'clock in the freaking morning <laughs> yeah, exactly you guys if this ever if anything ever happened to you guys would you how would 
I guess, would you feel more comfortable if there was someone with you? Um, absolutely and we've talked about this before just Just validation yeah yeah i mean because you think you're crazy and things have happened to me before i'm sure i've told you you know that i've i i was the only one that saw it and part of me is like you know were were you high i mean you know like what (laughs) you know i mean just you just kind of question yourself so if that other person heard and saw or whatever the same thing just that validation alone reassurance exactly that would be that would be crazy i mean good you know it'd be essential you know yeah because if you heard it and they were like what are you talking about then you'd be like oh well i must be well and all you know how you react when someone tells you a story like that too you're like well it might have been you know you, you try to come up with with things that it could be mm-hmm. besides a ghost yeah but you weren't there and they were mm-hmm. right so yeah that's creepy it's better to have someone with you yeah yeah Definitely. and you know because if you could be like did you hear that and they're like uh yeah mm-hmm. and they're just as confused as you are then huh, you guys heard something what about being scared in general i think i'd probably be more scared alone well yeah depending That's on what i heard thing, though is that you don't really know how you're going to react until you're sure yeah because the few things that have happened to me which i've never seen anything but i've had weird things happen I'm not. I'm never scared. No, you're more. You want to know what what yeah, is going like, on? What is you're this? Confused. Yeah, exactly. It's confusion. Yeah, that's. I'm scared. <laughs> well, and again, you don't know how you're going to react yeah, until it happens. Know, since I've never actually seen anything, I have no idea how I would react. Yeah, and that it reminds me of when I was sitting on the the toilet and the the door got pushed open. I was like, hey, you know, because I thought it was my kids. Yeah you know you're just like what's the, the first yeah. thought in your mind is the most logical absolutely you're not thinking oh my god a ghost just opened yeah. my door so you're you not know. scared yeah you're, you're annoyed or yeah or whatever i was just so. like hey and i figured it was one of my kids but then when i went out in the living room and they were in the exact same position that they were when i went in the bathroom <laughs> it was like ooh, god yeah then you're like what yeah what? and then you're like okay so how can i explain this logically so i don't lose my mind right you know yeah, so, and at that point you're still not scared because you're trying to figure out yeah what's going on yeah your mind doesn't go straight to ghosts no. unless you're no. zach baggins okay next one <laughs> <laughs> that is something i always worry about is if these things can enter you oh and well and that that really depends on how open you are if you open yourself to stuff like that then absolutely things are going to take advantage but yeah if you're closed off and you and you do look for logical explanations and you don't automatically just assume you know i think you're a little bit closed off and things are yeah i i would be very protective of myself if i thought that something was able to do that you know so i don't know anyway good talk yeah <laughs> okay next one jody you're gonna like this i once saw this creepy reflection of myself at the end of a hallway in my friend's apartment building later that night when i asked about the weird mirror he told me there were no mirrors in his hallway oh my god <laughs> why do you what the fuck brandy why do you- <laughs> why do you appreciate this so much i fucking hate mirrors oh, that's why mirrors are evil <laughs> i don't mind them during the day like you know i can put my makeup on <laughs> You're a freak. no i'm kidding I'm i <laughs> will not look in a mirror at night i will not nothing's ever happened 
<laughs> I don't know you why. Make sure it never does. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. No. And but then you, to find out, there's not even a freaking I mirror know. there. Oh my god! What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. That was horrible. <laughs> okay, let's move on. You want a mirror for Christmas? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Big giant mirror for Jody. <laughs> I literally, when I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I will turn my head oh my and I will not. She look does. In the she mirror. has a big ass mirror it's in her bed. Mirror. I will not look at it. No, oh my gosh. no. I had to put curtains on my windows too because there's a reflection. And creepy things will look at you in the windows at night. That's I don't like true. open windows. Mm-mm. No. Oh, that reminds me of another story we don't even have time for. Mm. Anyway, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. <laughs> okay, next one. My girlfriend's grandfather's ashes were on a little shelf in the living room right next to a very solid and heavy angel statue. One weekend, she and I are fooling around in the living room on the living room couch, and out of the corner of my eye, I see the angel statue fly off the wall, accompanied with a deep grunt. Oh my gosh. We both stood there in shock, and after a few moments, I asked if she had heard the grunt sound as well, to which she agreed. Later that night at dinner, we told her parents what happened, leaving out the naughty bit, obviously. And Megan's younger sister burst into tears, saying she had seen a dark figure at the foot of her bed the last couple of nights, but didn't want anyone to think she was crazy. After that day, I was a believer. Which, I don't... Okay, I don't understand stories like these, because if it was her grandfather, I understand him being a little pissed off that they're fooling around in the yeah. living room, but why Why did the younger sister see a dark figure at the end of her bed, get freaked out enough to burst into tears, and think it's grandpa? Yeah, like, no, I don't understand they're not that. Gonna, they're not going to scare you. No. They're not going to try to scare you. Ex- exactly. No. So, people, like, when people say... I'm having these horrible experiences in my house. It must be my grandpa. I'm like, how? Unless they were a horrible, horrible yeah. person. I, yeah. And Why I would d- you automatically assume that? Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, well, it happened right when they died. And I'm like, no, that doesn't mean. No. So, yeah, I never understood why they Actually, thought. Actually, that statement, when people are down, like depressed or... Um, have have you know bad things going on in their life or mm-hmm. whatever that's when the bad stuff will come yeah. because you're vulnerable because you're vulnerable absolutely and you're down so, so yeah i mean don't like obviously like an opening so right. if your grandpa just died that means you're sad yeah and that's when they're going to try to mm-hmm. maybe they're putting it into someone's mind that it is the loved one and not Oh, yeah. Don't be scared. It's just your grandpa. Mm -hmm. Where was I? Oh, new page. Sorry. Okay. I was visiting my mother after my dad died. She went shopping with her sister and left me alone in her house. I heard my dad plain as day up in his room. He got up from his computer chair, walked to the door, and opened it. He walked down the stairs and stood on the last step for a few seconds before walking back up to his room, closing the door. I was probably five feet away from him in the living room. Hmm. that's weird didn't say they saw him no but they heard and that really reminds me of what happened when i knocked on the window yeah because i saw someone walking i didn't hear it and i didn't see it necessarily i saw the the window pane Mm -hmm. vibrating but i saw 
plain as day. So I kind of, that kind of makes me believe this person because, Mm -hmm. you know, if something is that familiar, you know exactly what the sound is. You've heard it all your life and you know exactly what's going on. You know, that's, I I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I just got chills again. Okay. In 2011, I was studying abroad in Morocco. We were staying in a uh, raid, R-I-A-D, yeah, in the Medina of something I can't pronounce, with a long, uh, tall, ornate windows. I had one roommate who was already asleep this night, but I thought I saw her sitting up in bed next to me wearing all white. Suddenly... Suddenly, I saw a white hazy thing, vaguely shaped like a person, floating above me next to these big windows. I was so scared, I went into the bathroom, turned the light on, and stayed in the bathtub all night. My roommate maintained that they didn't see anything. That's something I would do. That's creepy. (laughs) You know, just going where there's light. Just freaking out in the bathroom. (laughs) I wouldn't go in the bathroom. I'd just turn on the lights and be like, you need to deal with it. Hope hope you're a light sleeper. (laughs) Not a light sleeper. Okay, next one. When I was in my late 20s, I was dating my girlfriend, soon to be wife. We had been together for a while. One summer, her sister was abducted and killed by a group of six men. All the men were eventually caught and tried. The trials and the aftermath were devastating and debilitating for her family for many, many years. It's terrible. Fast forward to three months after the funeral. I arrived at my girlfriend's house to wait to get her off uh, from her job as a nurse at a local hospital. Neither of her parents were home, just me alone in the house. I went into the family room, turned on the TV... Uh, sat down on the couch and got comfortable. Clear as a bell, I heard my girlfriend's sister's voice in my right ear, just off my shoulder, call my name. I turned to look at the seat next to me, and of course, there was nobody there. I stared at that spot on the couch next to me for a long while. Oh my gosh, it's creepy. That is, yes. See, that's something that I'd be a big pussy and run out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and again, you don't know that, because I would think the you same be, thing. You would be sitting there, did I Did I hear exactly. that? Exactly, you'd be like, okay. Could that have been something else? Yes. You did, wouldn't automatically. True. You would, you would, yeah. Yeah, you would be like, okay, am I just sad? Am yeah. I just imagining that I heard this because I miss I her? Because I want to yeah. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, you don't know how you're going to react. It's crazy. Your brain is a crazy thing. Um, oh, I was staying at the Stanley Hotel yeah. in Eastus Park, Colorado, the hotel that inspired Stephen King's The Shining. Around 1 a.m., I heard what sounded like children running up and down the hallways, inter- interspersed with laughter. Oh Again, it's so creepy. Now, wait, is this like, um, was Stephen King's movie like based on real life events? No, oh, Stephen right. King is, uh, his number one phobia is dark. He's deathly afraid of the dark so the way that he gets inspired is he will go to these creepy places throw himself in darkness and write a book 
of the crazy shit that happens in his head. So he ha- went to the Stanley Hotel, stayed there because, I mean, it's very similar because it's in Colorado and there is an off season. Mm-hmm. And when it's closed, there's nobody around. And that's the creepy, I mean, it's, yeah. it has to be creepy. Yeah. Any so, huge building like that yeah. that nobody is in, Yeah. Yeah. it's always creepy. Yeah. So he went to this hotel and it inspired him to write The Shining. Okay. I don't read ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's okay. Uh, so I opened the door to see what the hell was going on. Didn't see anything. Quick little, quick little buggers, I thought. Then the next morning, when my partner and I took a tour of the building, the guide stopped directly in front of our room to tell us a story of the young girls whose ghosts can be heard running up and down the oh. same hallway. Would you die? <laughs> yes, oh my God, oh my God. I would literally die. I would oh, you run. I do. Oh I do. It's so creepy. I love this. <laughs> Okay, next one. When I was in fifth grade, I was playing with Silly Putty in my room. My mom called me down for dinner. I had molded the putty into a ball and placed it down directly behind me. When I stood up to go downstairs, I felt something hit me in the back of the head with force. So I turned around to see my silly putty ball not on the ground anymore, but bouncing up and down on my windowsill until it eventually rolled back onto the floor. (laughs) Needless to say, I ran downstairs in hysterics trying to tell my mom what had happened. That reminds me of something that happened when I was little. I, okay, I had, when I was little, my favorite thing to do was um, I would rearrange my room all the time. I, I loved everything different all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had just rearranged my room one, one day and I had made like a little, it was kind of like an office area for me to play in. And then I had my bed on the other side of my room and I had placed this toy phone on one of the shelves and I was playing and I I mean, there was like nothing going on. I was just sitting there probably coloring or something. And I turn around, like, I don't know if something got my attention, but I turned around and this, the phone receiver, because, you know, it was an old school phone, it flipped off and started swinging off of this thing. And, oh, I was probably like eight. I was young. I freaked out and ran out of the room. And, I, you know, once I got out, I was like, I'm not telling anybody about that ever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it freaked me out because it was like sitting there forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just look and it flies off this thing. It freaked me out. That reminds me of the time. Do you remember when I told you about the um, clowns? No. At the, on my, the house that we lived in before we came? No. Right now? Oh, I know I've told you this. Well, maybe I'm... The house we were in, in the ghetto, <laughs> was very, very haunted. And um, the one of the things that has always stuck with me is my mom called me out for dinner. And I was going down the stairs because I lived in the attic. And it was a nice attic, okay? Um, but... you When you were little, in the house... Yes. Okay, yeah, you told me that your house was haunted. I and, remember that. Okay. And then the clowns. Yes, you did okay. tell me. Okay, I remember. Go ahead. No, they just, like, peeked. There was, like, four of them. And they all, like, peeked around the corner when I was coming down. And they had balloons. And I ran so fast, I fell down the stairs. Um... And onto a little platform, and I wanted to tell somebody, and nobody, nobody believed me. They were like, "Yeah, whatever." Oh my God, you told me that before. How old were you? 
probably same age, mm. eight, seven. So yeah, I mean. That's so creepy. You saw clowns in your freaking yeah. attic? Oh my god! Were they your clowns? No, no. Or they was, were clowns that? That was the only time it happened. The only time. And you I never saw, saw them nope. before or after. So okay, wait, wait, sorry. So you're walking out of what was your attic? Was the attic th- your room, or were yeah. you just playing in there? No, it was my room. Okay, so you were walking out of your room, down the stairs to go for dinner, and you look back up to what the doorway? It was. I don't know. It's hard to to imagine this, I guess, um, just talking, but mm-hmm. I'll show it for you guys. So here's the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. And there was this room back there, I would say a little bit closer than the door. And we stored all of our Christmas. We stored all of our Christmas stuff in there mm-hmm. and never went back there because we had mice. Oh. And I was like, yeah. No. Um, but so this is top of the stairs and they peeked around the corner i don't remember if they were like live or they were just there like there not moving um oh my god that's so creepy creepy. yeah yeah that i don't remember that because yeah i do remember like you besides you that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I hear all kinds of stories like that. Well, yeah. Um, on real ghost stories online, mm-hmm. remember that creepy ass clown story that they told um, where they lived in this house and it was literally a car full of clowns yeah. got hit by a train yeah. like down the road from them. Oh my mm-hmm. And they were it was like he was babysitting all of his cousins or something and they all saw this clown sitting at their their table and they were all like freaking out like what is this clown doing in my house and then another one they like peeked in this hole and then this clown eye showed up oh my god i'm done so creepy okay let's get away from clowns okay i got chills but i have a story i was listening to um the podcast I think it's Monsters Among Us. Okay. Um, people call in oh. and tell their stories. Okay. So it was this girl telling the story. She said she was in her kitchen and she was standing at the counter with a plate that she, uh, she had uh, chicken nuggets uh-huh. and barbecue sauce. Uh-huh. So she said that she took her chicken nugget and dipped in the barbecue sauce, like a big old scoop of it. Yeah. And she went to go take a bite of it. Well, the, it fell. Like the dollop of... The dollop of barbecue sauce fell off of her chicken nugget. Okay. So she put her plate and the chicken nugget back on the counter. And she's looking for this barbecue sauce to see where it went. Yeah. You know, she she looked at her shirt sure. on the floor. She looked at the counter, the the cabinets. So like in this tiny she, area where yeah, it should have yeah. fallen. Yeah. She, she looked at the ceiling. Thinking, <laughs> I don't know how it would get up in the ceiling, but she said she looked yeah. because she could not find this big old dollop of barbecue sauce. <laughs> so then she thought, well, it must have gotten my hair. Okay, so yeah. So she goes to the bathroom. She's, you know, looking in the mirror. She's looking at... She, she never finds it. So <laughs> she goes back into the kitchen. She gets her plate. She goes to grab her uh, chicken nugget, and it falls on her arm. 
The, what? Bar- the barbecue sauce falls on her arm. What? What? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? She was talking she was talking about time slips or <gasps> what you know, the something fuck? you know, oh, something along those lines. Gosh. It's like she's like, Where did it go? Oh my Where god. Was it? The whole time I was looking for it. <laughs> oh my god. It was like stuck in the air or something. Yeah. Portal. Oh my god. It's so crazy to me. I had to tell that story because it like is stuck in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? Where was the barbecue sauce? <laughs> you know what that really reminds me of? Something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did she check her ear? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's fucking crazy. My, my, Curtis and I were just talking about something about Mary. <laughs> that movie is hilarious. Tim Collins, it, no, long story, Tim, it's Tim Collins, I think, is in that movie that does mm. the thing with his eye. And we were, we were talking about just yesterday. That's funny. Okay, next one. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, I was playing... Oh, I already read that one. Okay, never mind. Uh, next one, I was having a conversation with my mom when I was a teenager when mid-sentence, I felt a hand grab my arm. I looked to see who it was. No one was there, and my mom didn't see anyone. Apparently, the same exact thing happened to my sister a few weeks before. Ooh. Ah. Weird. See, nothing ever happened to anybody else in my house. That's crazy. All me. That's, yeah, that's see, the they, yeah, that's, that's weird. And, you know, you, you may be more open than the rest of we your family. Yeah. I believe we both, we both are. No, I don't think I am. No, yeah, I think you are. Mm, I close off I everything. Know, what do you think about you? Do you no, think she would be no. the last I, person. I, I, yeah, I kind of very close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gathered that. I didn't want to be rude. As a matter of fact... One of my friends, um, she grew up in a haunted house, and I was like, oh, we need to go there. Yeah. Because we were adults by this time, and her mom still lived there. And so we waited until her mom went out of town, and we went over there. And she said that it had never been as quiet as it was the day that I was there. (laughs) That's crazy. Even even the, the... the creaks that the floor and the stairs going upstairs makes nothing, nothing. it was huh. totally silent they when i was like there you. <laughs> that's we crazy like girl. Yeah. <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> that's totally <laughs> fine with me yeah <laughs> i agree oh goodness Okay, next one. In high school, the place I worked was basically a giant gym, and gymnastic classes were held there as well. One day, I came in, and a girl I worked with was freaked out. During the gymnastics class she taught, one of the kids was staring up at the ceiling. When she asked the kid what he was doing, he said, there's a little boy up there, and pointed at the ceiling. Later, two different co-workers came out of the gym... <laughs> Came out of the gym. Visibly shaken. No. <laughs> or was it? <laughs> Apparently, a pair of five-year-old twins went down the slide and then just stared up at the ceiling. Later that day at a party, I was working in the gym. I pushed a little boy on the giant swing we had. He, too, began to stare up at the ceiling, then said directly to my face, Hey, there's a little boy up there. We all told our manager about the three separate experiences 
Uh, so the next day, when we had had downtime between parties, our manager checked out the cameras. He called us to look at the live stream of the security footage, which showed a giant swing going back and forth in the gym. Nobody was in there. I like to think that the little boy uh, who truly just wanted to play, he finally got to go on the swing when everyone was gone. Aww. Aww. It makes me so sad when I hear about kids. kids. I know. It is. It's very sad. Because they're just stuck there. They don't know what the rest of life that they, you know, had to offer. They're stuck in that. You know? Yeah. So sad. Well, let's hope that's not. I mean, you can look at it different ways. Yeah. Let's hope that's not the case. Uh, Okay. During the time... My grandma passed away. My husband and I were having a lot of money problems. A few days after her funeral, I started to dream about her. She always told me in my dreams that if I needed money for anything, I should just check under her mattress. I ignored the dreams, but they kept repeating again and again for weeks. So I decided to take a look under her mattress, and guess what? I found $1,500 in Mexican pesos. <laughs> I have not dreamed about her once since I found that money. Oh, I got you. I know. Aww. She was like, dude, if you need money, <laughs> look under the mattress. She's probably like, God damn, what, you what the fuck is she doing? They don't listen to me any better <laughs> now than they did when I was alive. <laughs> you know she was up. She'd be like, they don't listen to me. Nobody ever listen to me. <laughs> Even now that I'm dead, you don't listen to me. (laughs) Okay. Next one. I have to say, though, I probably would have looked the first time. You think? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would have just. I would. I just would have had to have seen. Okay, so mommy, (laughs) I'm going to the house tomorrow morning. (laughs) If you have anything that you need to tell me. Okay. Um, I'm still not sure what I believe in, but there are some weird things in my life I just can't explain. This story being the weirdest. When I was five, I woke up in the middle of the night to see my grandma standing at the foot of my bed wearing a teal blue skirt and a matching blouse. I sat up, but she put her finger to her lips. I rubbed my eyes a couple times since I was sleepy, and when I looked back, she was gone. The next morning, my house was eerily quiet. My mom was in the worst mood was in a worse mood than normal and she had obviously been crying so i asked her what was wrong my grandma died the night before she had been crossing a road after her bingo game about 60 miles away from where she lived and had a massive brain hemorrhage in her in the middle of the road Hmm. when they found her she was wearing a teal blue skirt and a matching blouse i know you hear so many stories yeah a lot of stories like that doing this you know, looking mm-hmm. at people's experiences, a lot of stories are, oh, yeah, this guy visited me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on until the next morning I found out he died. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so weird. That's never happened to me. Never, nothing like that's ever. Yeah. Nothing, like, yeah, nothing has happened to me like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is my last one. My wife and I swear that our daughter used to talk to ghosts when she was a toddler. The first instance I remember her telling me was that she was talking to Nana. That's what I called my grandmother, who passed away 15 years before my daughter was even born. My daughter was very young, and I hadn't even talked about Nana around her. I showed her a picture of four women three of which I didn't know, and asked which one she spoke to. Without hesitation, she pointed to my Nana. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. I know. That I, t- I mean, a young kid like that, she's totally talking to Nana. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, those were my stories. All right. 
That must mean it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. All right. In that bathroom. Yeah. So my first story is called The Helicopter Ride. Okay. Walter took his wife, Ethel, to the state fair every year. And every time he would say to her, Ethel, you know that I'd love to go for a ride in that helicopter. But Ethel would always reply, I know that, Walter, but that helicopter ride is $50 and $50 is $50. (laughs) Finally, they went to the fair and Walter said to Ethel, Ethel, you know I'm 87 years old now. If I don't ride that helicopter this year, I may never get another chance. Once again, Ethel replied, Walter, you know that helicopter is $50 and $50 is $50. This time, the helicopter pilot overheard the couple's conversation and said, listen, folks, I'll make a deal with you. I'll take you both for a ride. If you can both stay quiet for the entire ride and not say a word, I won't charge you. But if you say just one word, it's $50. Walter and Ethel agreed, and up they went in the helicopter. The pilot performed all kinds of fancy moves and tricks, but not a word was said by either Walter or Ethel. The pilot did his death-defying tricks over and over again, but still there wasn't so much as one word said. When they finally landed, the pilot turned to Walter and said, Wow, I've got to hand it to you. I did everything I could to get you to scream or shout out, but you didn't. I'm really impressed. Walter replied, Well, to be honest, I almost said something when Ethel fell out, but, you know, $50 is $50. Oh, my God. I love the end of that. Oh, my gosh. I... That's funny. That is horrible. But so hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, hey, shit. It's your time to go. <laughs> yeah, really saying anything's not going to help her. I mean. <laughs> okay, this one's called Psychic Daughter. Bill is putting his young daughter to bed one night, and as he walks out the bedroom door, he hears her say her prayers. She says, God bless Mommy, Daddy, and Grandma. Rest in peace, Grandpa. Oh, I've heard this one. Bill rushes back into her bedroom and asks her, Why did you say that last part? His daughter replies, Because I needed to. The next day, Grandpa dies of a heart attack. Bill is worried about his daughter, but thinks, It must just be a sad coincidence. That night, he tucks his daughter into bed again, and once again, he hears her saying her prayers. She says, God bless Mommy and Daddy. Rest in peace, Grandma. Bill is now really worried and thinking to himself, Can my daughter really see into the future? The next day, Grandma dies, and now Bill is convinced his daughter can predict the future. For the rest of the week, nothing happens, but on the Sunday night, as Bill leaves his daughter's bedroom, he waits outside and listens for any more prayers. Sure enough, he hears her say, God bless you, Mommy. Rest in peace, Daddy. (gasps) Now Bill is really panicking and thinking, oh God, I'm going to die tomorrow. (laughs) The following day, Bill is in a complete mess all day at work. A real nervous wreck. He constantly checks the clock, looks around the room, and is on edge all the time expecting to die at any moment. He is so nervous that he doesn't leave the office until it's past midnight. Once it turns midnight, he says to himself with relief, How is this possible? I should be dead. He goes home and walks into the house to find his wife sitting on the sofa with a scared look on her face. She asks him, Where have you been? What took you so long? Bill replies, listen, honey, today I haven't had the best of days. And he is just about to tell her what has happened when she starts crying and bursts out. I saw the mailman die yesterday. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, I just got it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Okay, this one's called Tricky Jar. An 85-year-old man goes to see his doctor for his regular physical exam. The doctor says that the man needs to provide a, provide a sperm sample and gives him a jar saying, take this jar home with you and come back tomorrow with a sperm sample. The next day, the old man goes back to the doctor's and gives him the jar, which is as clean and empty as when the doctor gave it to him. So the doctor asks what happened and why there is no sperm sample in the jar. The old man says, well, doc, it's like this. First I tried with my right hand, but nothing. Then I tried with my left hand, but still nothing. Then I asked my wife for help. She tried with her right hand, nothing. Then with her left, still nothing. She tried with her mouth, first with the teeth in, then with her teeth out, still nothing. We even called up Maisie, the lady next door, and she tried too. First with both hands, then an armpit. And she even tried squeezing it between her knees, but still nothing. The doctor is really shocked by all this and asks incredulously, You asked your neighbor? The old man replies, Yep, not one of us could get the jar open. This isn't fair. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't oh, get the jar open. Oh, the jar! Oh my god! Really? Whatever. I don't get it. I get. I get it now. Oh god! I'll catch on quickly. Okay, speeding motorists. Late one night, this guy speeding down the empty road. A cop see him go flying past, so he chases him and pulls him over. The cop goes up to the car, and when the man rolls down the window, he asks, Are you aware of how fast you were going, sir? The man replies, Yes, I am. I'm trying to escape a, robber a robbery I got involved in. The cop looks at him disbelievingly and asks him, "Where Were you the one being robbed, sir? The man casually replies, Oh, no, I was the one who committed the robbery. I was escaping. The cop is shocked and surprised that the man has admitted this so freely. He says, so you're telling me you were speeding and committed a robbery? Oh yes, replies the man calmly. I have all the loot in the back. The cop is now starting to get angry and says, sir, I'm afraid you have to come with me. As he reaches into the window to take the car keys out of the ignition. The man shouts, don't do that. I'm afraid that you'll find the gun in my glove compartment. At this, the cop pulls his hand out of the window and says, wait here, as he returned to his car and calls for backup. Soon there are cars, cops, and helicopters all over, everywhere you look. The man is quickly dragged out of his car, handcuffed, and taken towards a cop car. However, just before he's put in the car and taken away, a cop walks up to him and says, while pointing at the cop that pulled him over, Sir, this officer tells us that you had committed a robbery, had stolen loot in the trunk of your car, and had a loaded gun in your glove compartment. However, we didn't find any of these things in your car. The man replies, yeah, I bet that liar said I was speeding, too. <gasps> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Carry on. Okay, my last one is called The Preacher's Wife. A couple were going on vacation together, but the wife had an emergency at work. So they agreed the husband would go as planned and his wife would meet him at the hotel the next day. When the husband got to his hotel and had checked in, he thought he should send his wife a quick email letting her know he'd got there okay. As he typed in her email address, he made a typo and his email was sent to an elderly preacher's wife instead. Mm. It just so happened that her husband had sadly died just the day before. 
When the grieving old preacher's wife checked her emails, she read the one from the holiday maker, let out an awful loud piercing scream, and fainted on the floor. At the sound of her falling, her family rushed into the room. They tended to her and then looked at her computer and saw this email on her screen. Dearest wife, just checked into my room. Everything is prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> P.S. It sure is hot down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> It sure is hot down here. I love it. Oh my god. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I had so much fun. Good. Yay. Oh, fun good <laughs> send in your stories we want to hear them anything scary funny anything ghouls night out podcast at gmail.com look us up on facebook you can rate review subscribe wherever you listen you can also recommend us on facebook that would be awesome and we will talk to you next week later bye